This is a Real Footy Podcast Trade Period Special. Hello and welcome. My name is Michael Gleeson and joining me to wrap up the final day of trades, Jake Nile and Peter Ryan, welcome to you both. Thank you, Gleeson. and Great Pete. to be here, Jake and Gleeson. As ever, after 10 days, it was the last 10 minutes that also delivered a lot of the action, Jake. Um, yeah. Just talk us through those final few minutes. Well, Josh Dunkley was done, well, not in the final few minutes, but, you know, what, within the last 40 minutes or so, I think it was. And then there was the O'Meara Mitchell. There was the Hawthorne. It's not a fire sale. It's a mm. the great sell-off of the Hawks. Then O'Meara got... It's like a retirement sale or something. Well, a, a, a liquidity sale. I was thinking <laughs> about calling it because they were getting draft liquidity, but that's a bit too sort of obscure. So there wasn't, there isn't a, a catchy way to describe it except that they've given up two players that they invested a lot in in 2016 when they brought them in and they're now gone and they're moving into a different era under Sam Mitchell. That's that's a, that's probably one of the bigger developments. And of course, Ollie Henry got delivered to Geelong right at the death um, in what was a, after this sort of Mexican standoff. It was the biggest standoff since... Um, um, what's the film with Clint Eastwood and Lee Van Cleef? It's the three ways. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure who played which part. Oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but there was the standoff, um, and at the end, Collingwood. I wouldn't say they blinked. I think the Cooper Stevens deal made it a respectable deal. Well, to 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 extend from that, who ended up the good, the bad, and the ugly out of the three way deal? Oh. Well, Geelong overall that was turned good. out to be the good. Well, they were the um, ugly in terms of maybe how they how went they about did. it. <laughs> well, perhaps, but um, uh, no bad. And uh, Collingwood's okay, not bad. Yeah. And Hawthorne could get ugly next year because they've certainly got rid of a lot of experience. Yeah, that's that's a fair summation. Because obviously, with we've already touched on a bit, Gunston going out. Yep. To in the end, on the final day, do O'Meara and Mitchell is... That's Stunning, just really. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it just shows how the landscape's changed. They were two of the most sought-after players, what, five years ago in the competition? And now well, it was, it was end of 2016, I remember. Mm. I was working for another media organisation at the time, and I remember, you know, the word was coming out that Jordan Lewis, you know, wasn't happy yeah. about being pushed out. Not that anyone at Fox would have known that, you know. Mm. He just happened to <laughs> head around Fox. Yeah. Mm. But, yes, and, and they were getting O'Meara and Mitchell in, and they were jettisoning the current coach was going to uh, West Coast. Coast, And you look at that, it feels like the other day to Mm. old campaigners like us, but here they are and now they've, now that cycle's moved on from Hawthorne. It sort of made it less remarkable what happened now because it sort of feels like, well, we've we've seen those things happen before. It's a traditional way at Hawthorne now. But it's also, they've conditioned us to to it with Mitchell as well though. I mean, attending... Tom Mitchell or Sam Mitchell? Tom Mitchell. Well, probably both, but uh, their relationship was that he was more marginalised this year under the new coach. He was he attended fewer centre bounces than he had in his entire career. Still finished fifth in the BNF. Hmm. Um, so they, uh, he was unhappy with the. Tom was unhappy with the direction of feeling you know less significant, less important to them, and that was just them understanding. Well, we've got to bring these other guys on, and we can't have you as a as a speed hump to their development. So they've made that choice, and in the end, that was the that was the the sort of circuit breaker that got the. Henry deal done because I think they'd been at Collingwood had refused to give up twenty five, and they'd refused to give up sorry, more they'd than refused to take. 25. Sorry, get, refused yeah. to take twenty five for Henry, yeah. and they'd only offered forty one to Hawthorne for Mitchell, and Hawthorne wanted more than that. So in the end, Cooper Stevens became the circuit the circuit breaker to the yeah. whole thing because he moves from Geelong 
Um, Hawthorne get another young. He's, I think he's a third year player, big mm. big uh, inside mid, and um, so they and go he'll young get a lot again. more opportunity. He will. Hawthorne, yep, and he can play a little bit. I mean, he's a, he's he's only played seven games for the Cats, but he played them all this season. It's a pretty good season. Oh, and so. he'd be looking well. Parfit's yeah. going to be next man in. Then they're bringing Absolutely. in Max Holmes. Um, Max, they're bringing in Tanner Brune. They're bringing Jack Bowes has been told he's going to play pick seven, and whoever pick seven is will probably yeah. play as well. So, yeah. Um, He'd be looking at his opportunities and think they're fading away there. Um, interestingly, the Bulldogs finally did Dunkley without, not without some heartburn. And they were, they were, they admitted at the end they they're still disappointed they didn't get fifteen out of the deal, which had been involved in early negotiations, and before and while they knocked that deal, initial deal back, I think they expected fifteen to remain as part a central part of whatever yeah, was to come wild. next. They so they were really that. angry about that. In the end, Dunkley, and then father-son, premiership player, um, best and fairest winner, Lockie Hunter, is traded for really not much at all uh, to Melbourne. Um, Well, Melbourne was the other club that was interesting to me. Was Geelong with a... Look, I've written in my piece that they they were 10 goals up. If you think trade periods have scores, they were 10 goals up before the Henry deal. And it was like the grand final. They were running away at the end. You know, that was... It's it's it, it, also this, to quote ourselves from previous yes, podcasts. Well, we're you don't win the trade goals. period. Well, you, you don't you win know. the trade period. You 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 win games, winning games, and you don't win trades. But uh, but having said that, it is troubling for the AFL that the Geelong Football Club, and this is not obviously Geelong, are just not a criticism of them. Not a criticism of them for all those Geelong people out there who seem to be uh, emboldened by their success. That's a, probably the politest way to put it. Um, they uh, they have they have done exceptionally well, and the Bose deal, which we don't want to go over again, but that's something that really shouldn't happen in 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 this system. And you'd written about the well, change. It's, it's, it's very it's, similar to Richmond picking up Tom Lynch after winning a flag. You know, the best available free agent goes to the reigning premier. It, it feels wrong when hmm. the premier can be the recipient of the sort of. Well, mm. if you think about a salary dump, it is for clubs who have got a lot of room in their salary cap, which by its very That's nature right. would be a club down the bottom who's not paying their talent as much mm. as the top clubs. Yep. And somehow it works out that Geelong's got enough space to take in that salary and get pick seven, yeah. which is completely... And, and, yeah. They were also... And good luck to them. They well were done. also the recipients of two of the players that left their clubs That's after right. two and, years. And, and, and further to that... The two players that left and went there, Tanner Bruin from the Giants and Ollie Henry from Collingwood. And it always is more of a story when a player leaves a club like Collingwood because Collingwood are, a, you know, a, in terms of support, etc., they're a, a monster. They're the competi- one of the, if mm. not the competition monster. And yet they've lost a player to Geelong. Geelong are operating a zone. I think yeah. that we're now going to have to look at players that are in the Falcons. If you're, looking, know, at, but- if you're looking at Jai Clark now, are you, if you're looking at him in the top six or seven, you're an interstate team, or even you're a Victorian team, are you thinking, is this guy going to end up at the Cats? That's that's true. Although there's a lot of examples of players who haven't, you know, Sam Walsh, Paddy McCartan, Luke Hodge. There's yeah. a bunch of yeah. prominent. Jonathan players. Brown never went home. He was from Warrnambool. It has changed. Well, it has they are picking. Well, Jeremy Cameron's not from, you know, Kedinia Park. No, that's true. Yeah, it is a, a moment in time, and the Giants. This is is a less significant in a way, but the Giants are feeling like their pool of players they can pick up in the draft are narrowed because they're so worried about losing players but after I think the Henry years. one was the most surprising because 
you know, homecoming to Geelong. <laughs> like, you're living in Melbourne and you need to, you're homesick for Geelong. You know, it's, it's not a long way down the road. No. Are we going to have players from, you know, Bayside that don't want to go to Tullamarine, you know, because it's across the well, city. Can, I'm, I'm, I'm homesick for... You can get traded to St Kilda from Essendon. You'd say, yeah. well, I don't want to live in, you know... Strathmore or Airport West. Having I'm said like, that, when you in... hit Lara, it is just a different world. God's country. Really? <laughs> yes. Which God is that? You get past Lara and you're on the surf coast. And it's just you can feel yourself slow down. and you Really know, slow getting... down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, often a bit like of a fra- decades. it's often a bit of a fragrance on the Geelong Road too. <laughs> you get, just before you get to Lara. Yeah, um, no. I do like they... the, the, the Geelong bypass is good. Yeah, absolutely. To get to the Great Ocean Road. Just back to Melbourne. I, I think they were the other interesting story, Gleeson. I, I, you know, I think, well, I think you raised this point and I've copied it for the column essentially they went a replacement strategy yeah so they've gone uh shacky was re- was a replacement for well, they, uh, Wiedemann. but also let's, they just, go, let's said, just go through them let's just go through yeah, but they also said they wouldn't do Wiedemann until up and until they had a, a sort of a like for like replacement yeah. and they are he yeah. is an absolute like for like replacements you know top 10 pick that has never really uh fulfilled his talent absolutely and then grundy comes in for jackson uh Kay Chandler, who's already on their list, fills mm. the void that Toby Bedford... Toby Bedford. And uh, they have Lockie Hunter come in for Jaden Hunt, Hunt, who's gone to West Coast. Hunt so for Hunter. That is. But, Hunter, for um, Hunt. Hunter for Hunt. It shows they've got a lot of faith in their system, it would seem to me. It did. Look, I... They had, and they, they got they, draft they, picks. And they got the draft picks. Yeah. They got draft picks, which is just as important. So it, it did amuse me a little bit when they were asked about... Um, Lockie Hunter and having some issues off the field and clearly he's had some issues off the field with um, some alcohol-related incidents and car accidents and whatever. And they said, well, we back our leadership group in. I'm thinking the one that met at Entrecon. Like, yeah, I, know, I, know. I did laugh at that. I thought, gee, they speak some Just absolute drivel. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But good luck to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they obviously have done their due diligence on Lockie Hunter, and he is a good player. He's oh, best. he's an excellent player. Yeah. yeah, so they've picked him up. That that that'll look a bit like, and this has happened. You know, Luke Beveridge is he's give him credit. He's, he's he's a he's a he's a courageous coach in that he he's willing to make hard calls. Like you look at Jake Stringer, a lot of clubs would look at Jake Stringer and they'd be seduced by the talent, and he moved him on. And they were insistent, the Bulldogs. There was no coming back. Now, they've moved on. Lockie Hunter is a father-son as well, which has always got that slight bit of sadness for me. I mean, I'm a bit of a sentimentalist mm. about players playing for their dad's old clubs. Um, but they made that call, and they do have a loaded midfield anyway, so they can do it. Mm. It's Actually, I reckon that the Bulldogs, it's interesting their trade period because they've lost three players, 25 to 27. I know Shaqy's not really in the team, but Dunkley and Hunter... Uh, mm. Quality players. They didn't want to lose Dunkley. No, I know they didn't. Hunter. But they have lost him, yeah. and they're in contention. It's going to be an interesting period. Yeah, I, I, I think that their their team is going to. They've got lob. Yeah, but they also, um, for periods they've looked like a team that's a midfield. Yeah. I, I think that they need to. The way footy's been played, the the teams that have won premierships have been really strong behind the ball. They have to reorient this side to be a team that's more defensive in orientation. And that means the personnel. I don't think it's about the coaching. It's about the personnel that they they need to have that stronger back six. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah. you have all this talent around the ball and it hasn't got them. 
No, it's true. Got them to a grand final. So, no, it's interesting. so they bring in Rory yeah. Lobb for pick 30 and a future second round of that. That um, also then created the the grease for the wheels of um, of the Jaeger Amira deal because that getting in a second rounder meant that uh, Fremantle was able to trade a second rounder and tie that into the Amira deal. And he he had been tossing up, obviously the the uh, the GWS approach Option. from the wedding approach the the wedding singer. Yep. And um, he uh, that got it, things ticking over him, but in the end, being able to go home to Perth, I think, was clearly far more more attractive to him. So do you think that Jager O'Meara would have ended up at Fremantle if he hadn't gone to Stephen Cornelio's wedding at the Giants and the Giants thought we might actually trade him? Do you think he would still be a Hawthorne player right now? I'd, I'd be absolutely guessing, but I'd say, yeah, good idea. <laughs> good theory. <laughs> I'll agree with the theory. Yeah, so Cornelio, who plays Western Australian, gets his mate back to Western Australian. His best man at yeah. the wedding. Staggering, really, isn't it? It's Tries to get him like to the Giants, and he ends up sending him home again. Of footy, it's sort of like you're, you're, engaged and you're engaged, and someone else takes the bride home. I mean, is, is this hmm. is, is there left a, at the altar? Left yeah. at the altar. I mean, what what the Giants? I feel for in this. I mean, yeah, maybe. Although they, yeah. Well, actually, the ones I feel sorry for out of the tribute are Sava Radigalia, who was left, yeah. wanting to get to Port and was unable to be done. Port. Chris Davies was quite, quite amusing. They said, we've offered 33. And they said, can you do anything? So well, we don't have anything else. We've got no other picks. No. They and don't want the players. And- I don't think the pick was the issue. I think Geelong decided that Port Adelaide a contender and we don't want to give up a key position player that might help mm. them. It's amusing that, though, when you're doing that with really? other clubs yourself. Well, I reckon do, that would Do you been- really think that was... Have you got mail? I would have thought that was a factor, even if it's a percentage factor. Hang on, factor. You put it out there. You, you put you hang hang on, on, it up. Answer the question. Have you got? Were you told that was a factor, or are you a? Are uh, you I was guessing? told it was a minor factor. Okay. Oh, well, you've exaggerated minor, how minor, important it was. You know, minor yeah. is not. There's no such thing as a minor factor. It was a factor. Okay. Oh, there we okay, go. We're strengthening go. it by the minute again. Yes. Okay. But. And it's a factor that Geelong often weigh up, as they did with the Tim Kelly deal. They didn't want to give Tim Kelly back to West Coast because they were a contender at eighty thousand dollars um, or a hundred thousand dollars. How's this going to work wage. when other teams take that view of them? That remains to be seen. Well, Collingwood could have done so with, uh, You've got to be contract with him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's so his contract. And how, how do you think Collingwood feel about this? I mean, uh, are they. Are, I. You guys listened to Graham, right? I. I wasn't. I didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm oh. asking where, where they. I don't think they're fully satisfied. I don't, I don't think, think they'll look in the win, uh, in their rearview mirror. I think they'll just think, oh well. I think that, that they didn't work. The I mean, as ever, they'll every every club goes through this process and then afterwards re, either reinvents history or re, admits that they were fibbing mm. in the previous period. So you never really know what the truth of the matter is. You know, there'll be in all of these trades. You know, there'll be muttering behind behind your hand of you know what's really wrong with the player um, but I think that they would have looked at him I think they're still going to come away pretty disappointed in that because I think they would have got the Mitchell deal done anyway irrespective and uh, they they wanted a first round pick for him and they didn't get it um, they get Mitchell in yeah and they get 25 um, they got 25 27 yeah they um, look he's a he's a huge talent Henry and, uh, oh yeah I think Geelong I, I just I'm just what they've pulled off. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Well done. And well done to Andrew Mackey and yeah. um and to and to 
the backroom boys at the, at Kidinya Park. Uh, I, I think that you know, I think that the Bose trade though. I gather this is male. It has reverberated at AFL headquarters. Is that trade. male? That's male. That's male. Yeah, mm. you've got male. Yes, and um, Meg Ryan, and um, I, I think that this rule will be looked at. Well, it has to be because it. I think it, what it, sorry it, it perpetuates inequality when you're trying to equalise the competition. We touched on this last night in that podcast. I'm sure you caught up with it today, but um, that uh, uh, I think that one of the things they might narrow is the idea of the they would have required probably a pick earlier than a future third from so Geelong gave up a future third and got pick seven and bows I think that in future they may ask that the pick that you give up has to be like maybe one round away not two rounds away from what you're from what you're getting to make it a bit more commercial well one thing that also has come out of this I mean this whole discussion we've got first and second year players Jason Horn Francis Ollie Henry Tanner Bruin dictating where they'll go, going where they'll go, forcing the trades, and someone at one of the, let's say, expansion teams said to me, it's like free agency is just, everyone's got free agency once they're out of contract. They can Mm. just say, I want to go here, and they get there, Mm. particularly when they've got certain managers, you know, like, um, you know, Paul Connors and Robbie Durazio and Tom Pretoro and TLA, the ones who've got the handball, McConville, he got his player there, you know, via the the Cape, but he got it done. Uh, It's been happening for years though, hasn't it? Yeah, it's just that it's starting to happen. Yeah, but it seems to to happen. There were instances where, you know, okay, Tom Papley got held to a contract. So Mm. the Swans are one of the few clubs that haven't buckled. No, but held to a contract. If he was uncontracted. Yeah, but North Melbourne didn't. No, that's the biggest surprise. North Melbourne didn't. Horn no, Francis no. within one year, like he's less than twelve months at North Melbourne from draft data to today, and uh, he's out the door. That's, that, that's unprecedented. Well, that tells you that. Well, it tells you it was a bad choice. It, well, it tells you that that Pete, you wrote a good column about this. You, you you should have your say on this issue. Well, the the environment, the environment had some questions, but Jason Horn Francis did not carry the right attitude for a number one pick into an AFL club. And then the environment actually wasn't conducive to him um, changing that attitude. I mean, I don't think he did enough work when he was at North Melbourne to win mm. the respect of those at the footy club. I don't and think that's a reality. I don't think he's done... I don't think the decision he's made is uh, the respect of the rest of the footy community. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't not, know. You know that, yeah. I don't know him at all no. or what was inside it, but I think most people in the footy look at him and go, seriously, one year in, yeah. you're going to bail? I, I, want to, I want to put it North on. Melbourne would say they made the wrong choice now rather yeah. than saying we're disappointed to lose him. Look, I defended him during the year comparisons with Nick Dacos. I said that's unfair. He's playing for a bottom team. It's a lot easier where Nick Dacos yeah. is doing. I want to give him, Henry and Bruin, all three of them, a little bit of a clip and say, I'm not sure that this is... This, 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 they don't any of them look good in this. I, no. I, Tanner Bruin was treated very well by the Giants. He played yeah. 30 games. He wants to trade. It wasn't like his management were pushing this. It was him. I don't I don't feel he's... I think they've treated him with a great deal more respect than he's treated them. I think Horn Francis, That's really, true, I'm although. sympathetic to North Melbourne. I know North Melbourne have a great environment. And as for Ollie Henry, he played 25 games yeah. and, and you're 70 kilometres away. I think this, that, this looks, that's the it most looks, it looks, one. it looks poor. I think the and, talent, and I, think, I hope, and you know the, you know people around yeah. him, that, <laughs> that 
Does he understand? Does Ollie Henry understand how this doesn't look great? Uh, I think they would understand that. Certainly, the people around him. I think Tanner Bruins quite justified in. I don't think it's great. Coming home. Yeah, I think if you if you if you're drafted interstate to the Giants, they have. They just have to take the risk that you're going to stay. And some personalities don't stay. Let's face it, eight out of the last ten of their first picks have come home. I do think that... Um, I've got some sympathy for players, even though I, I think that it shows... I would prefer that Bruin stay for four years for the comp- sake of the competition, but I don't think he's got a personal... He doesn't have to take the blame no, but I, for I, I just think situation. There's a, I think there's an element here that... We are in a professional, not we. They are in a professional sporting competition. Now, what you can't drive seventy k's, you're Ollie Henry. You can't stay at the Giants when they've given you thirty games. You're you're Tanner Bruin, and you're going to go to a club that's probably, arguably, you won't. You'll have an even less of a go. I think it's a broader that's all, question, though. It's all true. I, but they also, I think those guys, Tanner be, Bruin, might be the if those teams, if they play those sides and they get sledged. Yeah. What about Archie? Be what about Archie Perkins though? Who just said, "I'm not. I don't want to go into state." No. But that's, then, that's as bad. That surely. is as bad. But it's but then maybe he's just being honest to say I'll be leaving as soon as it comes up because now they are doing that. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's worse. Surely that's worse. You don't even get the opportunity to actually convince the person that it's, it's the right environment. I for mean, them. there is an argument that says you submit to this, you you sign up to a draft and you submit to this system that you have no control over where you yeah. go. So isn't it isn't it fair that at the first opportunity you go, do get to exercise some agency in your own career that you that you do so, and that's okay. My query would be for top draft picks, and I think that this will prompt a change from the AFL, and I think that I I can envisage that the first in the first two rounds of um, yeah, uh, first not first in the first two rounds of the draft you'll get a three year you'll get three year deals and players will be contracted for three years for the first two rounds, and then after that no. Because yes. clubs don't want to be contracting players for three years that are in no, rounds three I agree and four. Um, but I, I think, think that would be, be healthy for the competition. Yeah, because also I think there is a level of maturity. You stay away for longer. Yeah. You you then moving at the age of twenty one, um, you've, you've you're a bit more settled in a place. It probably lends itself to being um, more likely that you you would stay on. And I, I certainly know that there's there's sympathy for that for the um, for the northern markets. Mm. I just think the system's cooked rather than pinning it on the individual necessarily because I reckon a lot of young players have shown the capacity to milk the system. A couple of other deals. Well, we hang, on, hang, on, hang on a minute. But these, there's no right, system. We won't move on to those. Sorry. Go on. Keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Take it outside. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. I'm we do need to touch on, to, uh, touch on a few other deals. <laughs> Sam Wiedemann, 54 and 72, went to Essendon for pick 37. Uh, Aaron Francis, also in a separate deal, moved from Essendon along with pick 42 to, to Sydney for pick 37 and a future fourth rounder. So a bit of fiddling around with picks and sliding in position, but really it was, um, you know, Wiedemann gets his chance. He, he, I think that's a healthy move for him. Yep, good move. Which of the three supporter bases would be most excited about landing Aaron Francis, Sam Wiedemann or Josh Shackey? Sydney. Yep. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's support. I think I think Francis has got the most talent. Yeah, that that would be my comment. Um, he's had some issues too, but he he he's got raw talent as an interceptor, not a key position player. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So he plays, fits in alongside. Maybe takes a rampy, role, a rampy as he, role as he sort of ages and moves on. 
Um, I mean, Wiedemann, they'd be hopeful that they can get a, the sort of turnaround in form that they got with Peter Wright. Um, Wright's got the advantage of being a bit taller, better mark, straight a kick. So Wright's got the advantage of being better. <laughs> well, <laughs> essentially what you're saying. Well, I don't want to be too critical, but <laughs> he's a better mark, he's a better kick, and he's it taller. Is, it is interesting. Apart from that, at... what have the Romans done for us? Well, he might also be quicker. <laughs> It's interesting, though, that the three players, um, Wiedemann was taken top 10, Shaki top 10. Um, their, Francis was... Shaki was picked two. Yeah. Francis was top six. Top six. So all of them sort of, un, as I said, unfulfilled talents of their own Taller clubs. players. Busts. And didn't someone tweet that you read that that draft had Kuno, Mackay, and another... Wiedering. Wiedering. Yeah. So, so six, six out of the, the ten. First 12. Carlton got all three. Yeah. Or of 12 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, which Blues did well out of that. No, but that that principle also guided North Melbourne in saying why they trod, chose to trade out pick one because yeah. they think that even if you look at that and you say G Carlton did well, they got three you know three picks in that period and yeah. inside twelve, and they they nailed them all and they're all key position. But three other key position players in that period that 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 bracket that clubs all rated as as yeah. good talents, even if they went too early, they still rated them as first or second round talents um, are all struggling to, to really consolidate their careers. So North looked at that and say, well, the risk the, the risk player with the top pick is the, the number yeah. one pick. So they yeah. were prepared to move that. Uh, Jeremy Sharp also got left on the table, unable to do that deal. So he stays at the Gold Coast. Mm. And I think that's about it, isn't it? I think Rory Lobb, I mean, that's just a... That's just a. That's, that's uh, a, that looks like a reasonably good deal for the Dockers to for pick thirty and a future second. Yeah, yeah. Well, the future deal. second then moved, didn't it? So that went yeah. moved and helped do the the Omira deal. Do so, you like the Omira deal for for Dockers? Um, I don't know that the Dockers really needed Jager Omira. No, no, not really. I I I don't. I mean, it's okay. I I've been critical of their going for Luke Jackson. I think I've, I'm concerned, and I think they've got a fantastic setup at Fremantle in the footy department. But I've been concerned that availability of a player has driven decisions yeah. more than, in my view, pure need. Mm. I can see a better role for him forward. with Mundy going out. I can see a better role for him at Fremantle than I could at yeah, Giants. I thought that was a crazy move for the Giants. I thought it was a good move, but you convinced me it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> good move the other for, day for Jackson. No, no. no I Michael and I see. were arguing about the merits of O'Meara going to the Giants, and I was trying to say it was good, and then I was quickly um, disabused of that idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is all we have time for for our daily trade period series. Thanks to you both for joining us. You'll be able to catch up on all the news and analysis at theage.com.au tonight and in the coming days. Thanks to you all for listening and to those who have emailed and tweeted us questions. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. We do appreciate your support. And thanks to everyone who has appeared on the podcast this year. Jake and Pete, as well as Caroline Wilson, Matthew Stokes, Sam McClure, Marnie Vinyl and Libby Birch. Thanks also to Cormac Lally, Tim Mummery, Scott Spitz, Margaret Corton and Claire Gian Syracuse, Claire Syracuse, sorry, for her magnificent production work. We'll be back next season. Catch you then. Mm-hmm.